It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Here we are. Another edition of the Ears Up Podcast. We have a special guest in the studio, my nephew, Anthony, otherwise known as the Kanye West of life. Kanye Kanye You're just jealous. <laughs> why Everyone. am I jealous? Exactly. Tell me why I'm jealous, <laughs> Kanye. Just because you are. <laughs> but <laughs> like a poor man's Kanye. Look, I can't tell you how to you control your feelings and your feelings of being out of control control you. You actually sound like Kanye right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. You're succeeding. Anthony's hanging out with us. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Jason. Um, strangely enough, I don't have any Marvel things to talk with you about. I don't even have any Marvel things to talk about. Just kind of Ant-Man is like, okay, that's it, and then now there's nothing. So yeah, we're just waiting on Phase Three at this point. <laughs> yeah, actually, I had a, a a conversation with a, a listener, a friend of ours, Lulu. Uh, we were talking about how much Stan Lee actually gets from being a part of Marvel. D- d- do you know that? Is that like public knowledge? I can't imagine it's very much um, because, I mean, they sold off the rights. So, I mean, he might still get like a small percentage, but I'd imagine if Stanley's really doing anything at all, if he's like interacting with comic books, like that's probably his main focus is if he's yeah. still doing comic book work. But yeah. I don't know, like it, consider like how much Disney has like of their rights and property. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't see him getting that much. I mean, they got a large amount of money to begin with. I mean, did they? Did he? Do you think he got a cut of that? What, what did they pay for Marvel? Four bill or something like that? You think he got a cut of that? Oh, it was more than that, wasn't it? I don't know. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They said it on Epic Rap Battles history, and I forgot. Okay, because I get all my news from <laughs> Epic Rap Battles. <laughs> I don't, song. but I need to. <laughs> you should. You know who would win Epic was, Rap Battles? It was four bills. Kanye? Kanye. 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 Kanye lost his battle. Doesn't even right. have to say anything. He appeared and he lost. Just in case anyone's uh, curious, we're talking about Kanye West. Kanye West. Is Obviously. There Kanye? <laughs> I cannot, well, I literally All can't right. think of another Kanye. See, again, if I were running the board, down. Down. It would have gone. We're talking about Kanye West. <laughs> uh, you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever greater podcasts are learned about and listened to. Uh, but more importantly, spread the word, man. Help your friends discover a great new Disney podcast like Ears Up. Uh, we're on social media. You already know that. Feedback goes to Taryn. Uh, compliments go to Terrence. Uh, you can say hi. Hi. To Bev. Uh, Ears Up com. Anything else comes to me. Uh, don't forget to check out our blog uh, for more cool Disney info like our Disney animated classics. <laughs> Review. Cricket, um, cricket, by cricket. the time you hear this, I I will I will have it up. I will I will put the thing on the thing, and it'll be fine. Should I add it to your list? I've, I've started giving Jason lists. Yes. Oh, I do that with. Good job. I, do, no, I we came helpful. up with it last night. Yes, it is. But here's the difference. We came up with he'll lists. actually do what's on his list. That's unlike Sam. Sam. Hey, no, hold on. Can I tell you something? So yesterday, I um I actually hung out with your husband at lunch at your house, oh. and he said. Sorry, it was he said, um, my job today is to clean. And I said, what are you going to do? And he looked around, <laughs> and he moved some papers around, and he went, done. And that was it. Play <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, but, you know, that's literally what he did. Yeah. That's there's that's funny, uh, because, number one, that was not his job for the day. <laughs> and when I got home, it was it was cleanish. 
His job for the day was to play Nintendo. His job. Hmm, let's not <laughs> get into Nintendo what his job show. for the day was, but he did not do it. <laughs> there was anger. There's always anger. Uh, support ears up. If you like great radio like this, uh, you know, give us a couple bucks. Consider that, uh, you know, we have a reoccurring donations or you can just do a one time donation. Five bucks, a buck a show, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, we also have an ears up, uh, ears up Amazon link on our uh, our website. So if you do any shopping on Amazon, like most people kind of do now, uh, if you click on the link and then do all your Amazon shopping, it just takes you to Amazon. It, there's nothing different for you, but it means a lot to us. So that would be great. Uh, there's also a link to Coveyers, or you can go to getcoveyers.com. And, uh, you know, of course, Coveyers are little fashionable designer stretchable covers for each individual ear on your Mickey Mouse ear hat. You know, maybe you have 10. I don't know. You want to cover them up. But uh, Coveyers are great. They're the next big Disney thing. Um, you know, whatever. Buy them. Don't buy them. I, know, I don't care. Are we done? Can we be done with the show? <laughs> oh Absolutely God. not. Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, we also have churro shirts. Uh, there's a new header on our website called T-shirts, I believe. Delicious. And uh, in there, uh, there's a bunch of images of our brand new churro shirt. It's the classic Disney uh, castle uh, with a little bit of churro dust around it. But instead of, you know, bricks or whatever they make the castle out of, uh, it's made out of churros. It's Warm, fantastic. soft, crunchy churros. Terrence, is that your dream? Uh, to have a house made out of churros? Yeah. Or to have a t-shirt um, with churros on it. No, because just, in a week and a half, he'd be homeless because he'd have eaten his house. Well, that's the thing is that a dream a dream means that I don't I, – I probably won't make it happen. But I'll make it happen. A dream – no. If we get rich off this podcast thing, best believe I'm about to have a churro out. Yeah. After two years. Uh, yeah. A dream is a wish your heart ate. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh. Put that in the award. Put that in the award. And that's why I love you. A dream is a wish your body metabolized. Um, oh, that was fantastic. You're welcome. Yeah. Bad. Also, we're about to have our 50th show. This is show 49, and uh, right about now there should be a little survey either on the Facebook feed or our uh, <laughs> our website. Uh, if you wouldn't mind taking it and filling it out, that'd be great. You know, we need a little bit of feedback from you guys about what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. Nominate stuff for like best segment, best guest, what guest you really dug over the uh, last 49 shows, and uh, you know, it'd mean a lot to us. It'd help out uh, a lot. Uh, Taryn, feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. This one is from Ron. Um, <laughs> he says, hello, Ears Up crew. I really enjoyed the most recent episode. I'm so bummed that the audio didn't work for the Disney audio trivia game. So this was actually two episodes ago. I'm reading it a little late. Um, I was getting everyone correct, and I haven't been to Disneyland or DCA in years. I have a question for Terrence. Yes. Where did you get that awesome those awesome audio files? I would love to <sighs> check them out and have my own Disney audio quiz for my family. Man, put me on the spot. I cannot remember the website off the top oh, of my wow. head. I can't. But but um, <laughs> what's what's the person's name again? Ron. Ron. Ron, if you email me at Terrence at earsup dash podcast dot com. Thank you. you. I will uh, send you the link. You cool. should also include a compliment for payment. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. And we yeah. also have his email address Ain't if you want to take the uh take I'll do the that. I'll, actually, that. I'll do that. I'll email you. I'll, you'll have an email from me tomorrow or after the show's released. Or yeah. sometime Two next weeks year. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> or by the time Tommy is 48. <laughs> <laughs> when Terrence finally uh, has some time. Uh, Anthony, I'm really excited for you because you are uh, live in the studio for uh, everyone's favorite news segment. Terrence. 
So I've always wondered this. <laughs> Why? I like how everyone's like, so. Just like, so. <laughs> okay, so you go to Costco or Safeway or CVS, and they all have their own generic brand, right? You know, you can get Safeway Select Milk or whatever, and and Kirkland brand peanuts or whatever you buy. Mm-hmm. Um, why isn't there a generic car? Why isn't there a Kirkland car? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious right now, bro? I think it's a legitimate question. I mean, don't you think people that would shop at Costco, if you're like, okay, so I, I just bought a jacket at Costco. It's not a brand name. It's Kirkland brand jacket. It's a brand. I might get Sweetheart. a Kirkland brand car but if those it's are, cheaper. But those are brand. That's a brand. <laughs> no, but like, that's what I mean. It's like generic though. So- is so it? Like it's made by another company and then they they tack on is that it? to it. Yeah. I don't know that. So thirty grand for a Ford or eight grand for a, for, <laughs> exactly. a two, for exactly. two Fords? Wait, two Fords? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you gotta so, buy in bulk. Can I yeah. tack on some stupidity onto this? And by the way, rude. No, no, wait. You just wait for it. Okay? Because I have actually had this thought. Oh. <laughs> So when you buy a car like a Toyota or a Honda or whatever, a car. you're basically just free advertising for that company. So Oh my god. <laughs> like why can't you buy a car for less that doesn't have the Honda emblem on it or you know Oh yeah. Right? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I love the you, Oh yeah, like why, Yeah. Makes why sense. Why are you actually paying less since you are advertising for it? Right. Exactly. Or why aren't you guys yes. literally are saying the same thing back and forth to each other, <laughs> but different, but phrased differently. Have you, have you ever, but we're totally agreeing. Have you ever worn clothing with any kind of design on the front? Because that's advertising yeah, those, as well. Those should and they also don't be charge... cheaper. Is that how that works? I, or well, you I guess you go to old royalties for advertising. Royalties, <laughs> but not royalties. So anytime but... someone buys, it, I like your shirt. I'm going to buy it. You should get a check in the mail. I should. They should pay me for doing their work. I don't even. I... Okay, so what prompted Bruh. this thought was. <laughs> There was a And she's uh, wearing a shirt with a logo on it. Exactly. <laughs> there this is my work shirt. There was a um a, a trailer hitch attached to a car that was like welded on there, but it said U Haul. So they're free advertising that U Haul sells trailer hitches. Rude. <laughs> Nobody said you could free advertise on my car. What so okay, wh- so now hold on. Can I say something real quick? <laughs> Please, a because, because if you buy I'm afraid of what I'm gonna say. If you say. buy a vehicle in the Midwest they actually do have the name of the dealership basically painted onto your car. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I understand that for free advertisement, but you're just driving a car besides that. Number one, you're just driving a car. You're not advertising. And two, really, you want a knockoff car? <laughs> hey, really? the things that a, I've gotten at Costco have been great. So why not get a discount? A knockoff car. Yeah, she doesn't want a Honda. She wants a Honda. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe not Costco, but I'd take a Trader Joe's car. Sure. Uh, what is it like? Like they they do like Trader Giottis for like the Italians. So like it would be like a Trader, a trader Fiat or whatever for so an Italian car. Maybe yeah. yeah. Trader. <laughs> okay, we get it. I'm just afraid of what you're gonna say right now. Dude. Me too. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I don't know any. You of gotta you. buy it in bulk though. That's fine. And you of, just go in with friends. A pack of, a pack of four <laughs> so the cars. chat room is saying that we're like infant twins <laughs> talking in a secret language. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody brought up a good point. <laughs> Costco has a really good return policy. Do you 
you hear the music yes. playing? <laughs> My thoughts are just going. You can't talk about the music, Taryn. Sorry. Yes. So a four-pack of cars. So four when you're knocked off. So in a week, when you're knockoff cars broken, you, you return, have no, it. You return yeah. it. What's it's the point? Perfect. And then and then we're that moving. That was it. On. It's oh, just like they have a really Lord. good return policy. That is a really valid point for why this is a great question. Anyway, we can move on with our Disney-related podcast oh, now. Oh, God. I don't even. Gosh. <laughs> and the chat is agreeing with her. That's yeah. the worst part. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, we're going to move on <laughs> to uh, to our guest here. Um, and I'm really excited about this and, and, uh, uh, I kind of don't even, oh, actually I didn't even bring my notes up. This is stupid. Well, he's not even, oh, there he is right there. Uh, so we're going to talk to a guy called Miles and what Miles has been doing is, uh, just kind of doing uh 3d animation of, of the Disney parks, like Haunted Mansion and more importantly, Sleeping Beauty's castle there. Um, but somehow, um, someone at Disney was able to, they, they stumbled upon his, artwork and asked him to come on board for a weekend and help them model yeah. some of the parks so let's see if we have miles on here miles are you with us i am hey what's happening hey how you doing man not too bad not too bad thanks for uh thanks for coming on and uh talking some of disney with us absolutely anytime i appreciate it so um i just kind of entered you a little bit but uh do me a favor and just just let me know like what's this uh 3d modeling thing all about is that something you do for for a living or is it just for fun i wish um i used to own an animation company back when i lived in fresno um and we did all sorts of stuff but never anything as much fun as uh doing some of the disney parks so um i got into this when i was in college and i'm just a big disney fan just like you guys are and so to uh, to kind of get some of the backstage feel and, uh, you know, yeah. when I'm not in the parks, um, kind of visualizing uh, what I'm missing. And so I've just been doing it for fun uh, probably for about 10, 15 years now. Wow. Uh, what uh, what sort of stuff did you do in your uh, in your game company, if you won't mind? Uh, so we would do pre-vis. We did pre-vis, uh, which is uh, kind of a rough animation of, of car commercials. Worked for Hewlett-Packard. Um, just a mix, but, uh, nothing was even close to as much fun as, as the fun I have when I'm doing the Disney stuff. So I get to meet all sorts of people and, uh, then things pop up like this, uh, what happened this last year with the castle yeah, came out man. of nowhere. Yeah. That's so amazing. So, okay. So, so you've basically been just kind of keeping your chops up and, and doing it for fun, like you said. And, uh, you know, you kind of wrote all your thoughts out to me, uh, and, and I got to read them before the show. And one of the things that kind of, uh, was, was a, a cool thought that you had was that, um, you were like, well, I, I want to keep doing the parks, keep modeling the parks, uh, because one day when I'm not able to walk through them, I could still kind of virtually walk through them. And I thought that was kind of a cool sentiment. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as, as far away as I hope that is, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 I, I get a lot of questions from people who see the work and they say, hey, what's the point of this? Like, why are you spending so much damn time working on this stuff? And you know what? I literally want to be able to walk down Main Street or take a tour of the Haunted Mansion um, from my desk. You know, I've moved from California where I was only five hours from the park. Mm -hmm. I moved up to the middle of Oregon. So it's a bit tougher to get down there. It take me about 15 long hours to get down there. So <laughs> I want to be able to do it whenever I want and walk through uh, any ride I want. Do you do that? I mean, uh, do you do that now? You just kind of sit there and go, you know what I want to do is check out the Haunted Mansion. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's, um, it, it's it's a reminder. You know, I, I I watch those kind of point of view videos that are on YouTube uh-huh. because because I'm missing the park. You know, I haven't been in a year or whatever it is, and I'm watching those, and then I go, oh, there's a piece of that w- that I was missing in my model. No, and so I'll add that to it, and then I'll run the camera through it, and I'll be, hey, it's it's almost like being there. Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> eh, <awesome>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, you just kind of pick up these little things, which is honestly kind of like going to Disneyland in and of itself i mean we've you know been uh, a bunch of times and, and even now uh i think the most jaded uh disney fan will still find something new in, in, placed in a ride or something like that mm-hmm. um you know that kind of sticks out and they go oh my god i didn't even notice that anymore it kind of refreshes that ride for you in your mind exactly and you know i haven't made it to disneyland paris tokyo hong kong someday i hope to go to shanghai but there's still plenty of photographs and reference material, even yeah. blueprints. You can find those in the, the depths of the Internet oh, and really? pull up some blueprints. And then you can oh. you know, create that model of something you've never been to, like Phantom Manor um, you know, or, or, some, or the Disney Seas, things that I, I hope to get to someday. But in the meantime, I'd like to kind of do it on my, uh, on my own watch. That'd be, you know, and, and then share that with people. The next, the next step is to hopefully 3D print these and have people be able to, you know, make models and put them on their desktop. That'd be pretty cool. Wow, bad. I would that'd, do that. That'd be so <laughs> great, man. Uh, how much of the park, uh, just Disneyland, how much of that have you modeled already? Um, just to keep myself from going crazy, I don't. I try not to do one model straight through, and that may annoy people who are, are kind of following it, but I've got little <laughs> bits and pieces. You know, the Haunted Mansion's almost done. The castle's 95% done. Um, Small oh, World okay. is, is coming together pretty well. So I had a little bits and pieces. I got the Mark Twain going on. I got City Hall. So probably one or two major structures in every land of the Disneyland Park. Okay, and that just kind of keeps it fresh enough to, uh, you know, to not sink a bunch of time into in one, in one thing, right? Exactly, yeah. and you know, if if you were to do this too many hours out of too many days, uh, you might you might get a little stir crazy. But um, <laughs> if you jump onto something new, you don't have to finish something all the way through as long as you come back to it at some point. So, and this started, believe it or not, with the Grand Floridian Hotel at Walt Disney World. Oh, really? That's such yeah. a beautiful architectural piece. If you know, if and and have you gone on your honeymoon yet? No, not yet. No, so I had a question after reading your article. It surprised me that that's where you started with this. Um, why is that? Is this Beverly? No, this is Taryn. Sorry. Taryn. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Um, how so, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it had been, you know, I was always, uh, I, I went when I was like seven or eight uh, to Walt Disney World. So that was one place that just stood out to me as as this architectural beauty. And of course, it's it will probably always be beyond my price range. But uh, it's such a massive complex. I knew that it would take years and years to, to finish it. Um, and I love the fact that the monorail kind of shoots right through it, but, uh, um, yeah, it's random how that, how it started (laughs) all, but that that was it. That was the one piece. It wasn't any of the castles as you might expect. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Well, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, if you, if you do modeling too long, you kind of go crazy because, uh, my nephew, Anthony is here and, uh, he, uh, that's what he does. He's an animator. Um, works for Second Life, if I can say that, Anthony. If not, then you yeah. work for you know some other game. Uh, but he's he's insane. I think he's a he's oh, a, yeah, we call him Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost all hope of sanity at this point. I mean, like you said, you work on this stuff day in day out. I mean, I work ten to twelve hours a day, sometimes on the same exact area of any one particular level. You know, uh, like Halo. Um, I worked on one map of Halo for three four months. 
Yeah, you definitely start to go a little crazy, but it's it's kind of nice when you get a chance to hop around and do different designs and stuff with it. Well, fun. and you really you were a big uh, Halo fan. Oh yeah. So I think that maybe took some of the sting out of it. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, it totally ruined Halo for me. I'm never gonna <laughs> oh, play really? Halo ever again. Well, and so that's a good question for you, Miles. Did did you know modeling the parks and kind of focusing on this and getting such the the, the detail uh, correct? Does it kind of ruin it for you or, or, or does it enhance your uh, your love for the park or what does it do well that's a, that's a great question i was concerned about that it's like if i were to work at a pizza parlor i love pizza but the more time i spend there working maybe i'll hate pizza that would be the worst thing uh so <laughs> yeah. is, is, is uncovering the backstage areas and kind of the hidden things and um the way that the the rides operate no it hasn't and you may have experienced this yourself as an adult you find different pleasures in the park and different interests than you did when you were a kid. I'm much more interested in how the whole thing operates. Um, It's this well-oiled machine. You know, we all know it's not perfect, but um, the way that it keeps going and when that thing shuts down at night and everyone has to get in there and, and, you know, oil the the hinges and uh, uh, touch up paint and all that, it just makes it that much more interesting. So, no, I haven't lost interest at all and it hasn't been ruined in any way for me. See, I'm the same exact way. You know, uh, I know when Taryn and I go to the parks, I'm always looking behind things, you know, trying to crane my neck in like the doom buggy, right, just to see the mechanism of the thing moving the thing and everything Mm -hmm. happens, right? Um, And to me, that doesn't ruin anything. It just enhances it because now I I know how it works and and the – I don't even know if it's ingenuity, but for me, not even – not being an engineer or anywhere close to being an engineer, um, just – that someone figured out how to make these small machines work the way that they do uh, is amazing to me. And it just kind of gives me a whole new uh, appreciation for the parks. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, as many times as I've <clears throat> seen um, or, or modeled, you know, how the Pepper's ghost effect works in the Haunted Mansion. I still think it's an amazing trick and it'll never be ruined. That's still one of my favorite rides hands down. Uh, absolutely. I, I, it has to be, or else we'd have to hang up on you. <laughs> I think it's really well it. deserved. <laughs> Thanks. So, okay, uh, let's move on to to kind of what happened here to get you into the park. So, you are putting the stuff on Facebook, right? Don't, don't you have a, a a page that people can follow, or, or is that not true? Yeah, I had a, a coworker who said, "Hey, you know what? You're you're putting so much out there, but it's kind of disorganized. Why don't you put it together as maybe like a book?" You know, like, let's make that like a long-term goal, just so you have something to work towards. So that'd be cool, like the process of, yeah. you know, how do you, because, you know, we all see 3D and animation and we all kind of get how it works. But, um, so that was something to work towards. So I just created a Facebook page, a play, a, like a dumping ground where mm-hmm. I could just discuss, put out my thoughts and all the renders and screen captures and everything. So it's just, uh, modeling Disney. Modeling um, Disney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I recommend people go follow it. Uh, I follow it, and it's uh, it's cool. I like seeing that stuff because even though you're not, uh, you know, um, working for Disney uh, right now, it, it, you know what I mean. It's it, although it's a hobby for you, it's still cool to see behind the scenes of behind the scenes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and what I want people to do is say, "Hey, I was just there the other day. I have a couple of photos from the other side of this." Like the Jungle Cruise uh, building where you queue up is really hard to photograph um, to get certain parts of it. So mm-hmm. I want people to help out. I want people to send me photos and say, hey, you're way off on that. You know, you need to tweak this or whatever. So. Oh, wow. That's cool. A little Group crowdsourcing, effort. man. Yeah, that's cool. 
So, okay, so so how does this happen, man? So you have your stuff on Facebook, uh, and I assume it's other places, and then uh, you get contacted by Disney. How does that how does that happen? I mean, do, do they just get email you out of the blue, or, or how does that take us through that? So, you know, as as much as we love Disney, as much as we see from them, and as big as they are to us um, as a company, and as long as they've been around, what's amazing was. They have plenty of blueprints for the castle, mm-hmm. um, and for every castle. And, really? and uh, I'm just surprised that they didn't have a 3D model. You know, we see a 3D model of a castle at the beginning of every Disney movie now. Yes. When they intro it, that's but true. that that's not a particular castle. It's kind of a mix of you know all the features of of the castles. So they don't have one. And here we go. Here's the 60th anniversary coming up. And as they do so well, they, they're, they're planning an overlay like they do during the winter when they put the snow on mm-hmm. or when they did the gold crowns during the 50th, uh, something like that. So they don't have a 3D model. And what they need to do is be able to apply, um, these textures and these, these, um, elements that they've designed and created on, on the structure, mostly the, um, the turrets, the, the roofs of the, of the turrets there. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Um, and so they like to do this in a 3D environment, which makes total sense. Um, and it, the dumbest thing, they go online, <laughs> type into Google 3D Disney Castle. And <laughs> wow. for, for me to think that someone at Disney is doing this, you know, and typing in their own name and at looking for something that they should have yeah, already. Right. Um, that, that's as easy as it was, which, uh, as, uh, as big of a Disney geek as I am, it just blew my mind. And, I, of course, I thought it was a joke when I got the email. For sure, as I would, too. You know, okay, Bob, you're messing with me, you know, or one of your friends is, is you know, playing a prank. Uh, I would definitely think that. And, yeah, you know, it is interesting. And, and, and what I've heard is that um, Disney will a lot of times use some of these sites like Daveland or Yesterland or something like that to go back to, uh, you know, photos from the 70s or the 60s to see – the color of different paints and to see how things kind of were uh, to repair them or bring them, you know, restore them nowadays. And it always surprised me, even those things, they don't have necessarily stock footage of this is how, you know, this uh, display was, or this is how this animatronic looked, this specific thing. It's just kind of these general shots. Is this coming from a company where in 1954 they set up two to three story towers to do stop motion or uh, uh, time-lapse photography of the, of the, <laughs> of the uh, park being built. Who was doing that back yeah, then? Know, you know, right? these guys are forward thinkers. Yeah. And so, but you're right. You know, I mean, they, they have blueprints, but uh, you know, who works in blueprints anymore after the fact, you, you would think that they would invest the time um, to model the entire park. So, okay, so clearly they, they knew that, that getting a 3d model would, would not only uh, benefit them, uh, just for anything moving forward, but would help them craft these kind of overlays that we now see on the castle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, and you can imagine how stoked I was when I get handed a set of not only a set of, you know, of course not the original, but yeah. you know, w- within a few copies of the original set of blueprints of every side of the castle. Stop. Yeah, that's and, insane. Uh, yeah, and then um, uh, another set that. I guess they redid a bunch of pieces. I didn't know this, but uh, they redid. This doesn't have anything to do with the Fantasyland redo in like '83, but mm-hmm. um, a whole new set of every floor of that thing. So I have like you know, wow. ten pages of beautiful blueprints that are, you know, when you get them off eBay, they're just they're copied a million times. They've been reversed, and 
I mean, this is just a beautiful set of documents. Wow. And it's paper, which is, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not digital. <laughs> yes. uh, that's cool, man. Okay, so um, they bring you down to the park. And you get uh, – do you get to see backstage? Uh, what, what happens when you get on property? So uh, first thing was, of course, going through security and uh-huh. – uh, I'm glad I'm talking to a group of people I know that are probably just as geeky as I am, if not more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Going through security was fun for me. I'm excited that I, you know, they <laughs> yeah. checked in my name and that I actually passed through security instead of, ah, eh, this is all, hey, hey, you're not really on the list. Just kidding. Beat it. Yeah. Get uh, out of here, kid, whoever you are. Scrant. <laughs> and it's not, and that, you know, and, and it's not like the front gate security, right? This is backstage security. This is the real deal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They have wow. a couple of a couple of different ways to get in. But yeah, yeah. so we're in, um, and it's uh, about an hour and a half before we're going to start. And um, the guy I'm with obviously can tell that you know my jaw's to the floor and I'm drooling and all that. <laughs> so he he says, you know what? How about I just take you on a run all the way around backstage? Wow. You know, we pass by the train barn and the monorail barn, and we go back by all the buildings that they store the the floats. Sometimes we forget about that. Yeah. We, we sit there for how long watching float after float go by. And some of these floats are two stories tall and they, you know, have massive spaces to store those. And when they roll up that door, everything's crammed in there all at once. You know, That's it's beautiful. Crazy. I, I guess I just figured it was like fairy dust. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the things just get hit. them down and put them in Mary Poppins bag or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we were just talking uh, in, in our last show to a couple guys who wrote a book called Cleaning the Kingdom. Uh, all about working in custodial, and they were saying that there were there were custodial shifts just to clean the parade floats. That's what they would do for their whole shift: is climb all over those things. That's another thing you don't think about all the all the hidden stuff, man. Not surprising, but you're right. Never would have thought of that. Yeah. Um, again, I just assume it's the magic. Yeah, exactly. It, it's always <laughs> it clean. Yes, it's like uh, the car in Supernatural. It's always clean, no matter what. <laughs> Perpetually clean for no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, okay, so so you got to indulge me just a little bit. How rad was it to to even see the barn that the monorail is stored in? Like, you know, to me, I mean, that's something nobody really gets to see unless unless you're back there. But for you, a true Disney nerd, I mean, that's got to, you know, maybe send a little chills or something. And I'm as much of a Disney fan as I am. I'm even more a train fan and any Disney train. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, have you seen that giant book, the Disney train book that was put out by Brogy? I mean, it's, yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. And so yeah. to be able to see where they're, they're just wiping those things down and they're cleaning them out. And I just, you know, cause that's always the first thing you see when you get into the park is, yes. is those trains. So that's awesome. Um, man. But something I realized as you're being driven around backstage is it's really, really tight. Really? I, I had no, no really? idea. I mean, we look at, satellite photography but it's amazing they can do what they do with such little space back there oh wow well you know hopefully they're going to get a little more space when they start demoing those uh some of those buildings man and well putting you know star wars land in there but and when you go to walt disney world of course you'll see you know they have more space than they know what to do with out there so plus a whole bottom level they have a zoo that's how much space they have yeah and a swamp and a a swamp (laughs) yeah people in disneyland like really Thanks, Walt. <laughs> Whatever. So, okay. So, so now to do this, you're coming in uh, at night, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I get in about ten, ten thirty, and okay. so they're wrapping up the final uh, float um, parade, and 
you know, we have to kind of wait until everybody, everybody comes out of uh, the park through the backstage area mm-hmm. across the railroad tracks there underneath the monorail stuffs everything away. The park is really shutting down and we kind of come in right behind everybody. I mean, if you turned around, you could probably literally see these 80 foot, you know, boom lift, uh, vehicles coming in to do the work. Wow. Oh, cool. Wow. And, uh, you know, in case I wasn't clear before, why did they bring you down? Um, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, you know, <laughs> Thank I'm you very not, much. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I could do anything uh, special that uh, anybody else couldn't do. Uh-huh. I, I really couldn't get out of them why they needed me in the park. They really could have just gone up like they probably do several times a week all year long and – taken all the same measurements that I would have taken. I mean, I had no experience on this. I think they just assumed I did. Okay, of so, course, I was going to yeah. act as if, right? So, yeah, right. So so you, so you this was specifically for the castle. Did you already have the castle modeled? I had, I had a good portion. I'd say like okay. 60, 65%, but I was working off some real crappy online stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm using really rough Google satellite photography from years ago so i knew there was a lot of work some touch-up work that needed to be done okay and so okay well that's probably why i guess they brought you in because you had the the good foundation so you were kind of just brought in for for more polished work and to make sure you had everything accurate if they were going to take those models exactly this needed uh, i made an assumption they didn't tell me but i need i made an assumption that this needed to be down to maybe a quarter of an inch even i, I wanted to get it really really accurate not only for okay. you know because i get to keep the model when i'm done right i started it so yeah. right for sure uh, yeah i was hoping they wouldn't say oh, we'll take that and uh thanks a lot <laughs> yeah you, you know. can't use this at all <laughs> wipe <Yeah>. everything <laughs> so we're gonna wipe your memory yeah yeah all measurements that i took of every you know square inch of that thing yeah where, where i get to, i got to use not only for their model they needed they didn't need the entire thing to be perfectly accurate but they needed every roof line to be as close as possible okay because and that's then, what the, they were going to yeah, be the, doing exactly yeah. and the rest of it was just you know, for me to take care of later on my own time and, and just have fun with. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the park's empty. Everyone's gone. You're in front of the castle. What's what's happening? Yeah, as if that's not weird enough. Uh, right. A completely <laughs> empty park, and, right. you know, half of me wants to just run and get in line for something. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, that's my dream come true. That sounds yeah. so amazing. <laughs> Indiana Jones in 30 seconds, really? No, no wait times? Uh, yeah. I would just like to run from the front of... From the back of the line just to the front and just, just to be able to say I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> and then stop halfway and then through. Fall. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would stop because I'd be out of breath. But I want to lay down on Main Street. <laughs> Which you, you know, you totally could have. You could do, Amazing. you feel like you could do just about anything. The park uh, is, is wide open. But, you know, they they do have a lot of security issues and you had to sign all sorts of things. And um, you really have to focus on the element you're working on and not stray too far. Okay. You know, like I couldn't have walked over to Frontierland or okay. headed over to the the pizza port or anything like that. So. Okay, you were pretty much confined to your area. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I did a little wandering around Fantasyland when there was some downtime. But um, so I'm looking at the castle, mm-hmm. and we're we're literally parking this thing, this vehicle, on the, the the kind of the ramp, the walkway that goes up to the drawbridge. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And of course, the whole time I'm thinking, do you guys know what you're doing? Because <laughs> You don't want to scratch the paint, not on the vehicle, 
but on the castle. Yeah, right. so you were in a, a, a lift, like an arm kind of lifting with a basket and thing, and they moved the arm yeah. up and all that kind yeah. of and stuff. And they had okay. asked me several times, day after day, hey, are you sure you're not afraid of heights? Do you, because you can get up there, the wind's going to be blowing, this thing's going to be bouncing around, and you're 80 feet up. I mean, oh. the, the bottom of the lift is over the top. Yep. Of the tallest spire of the tallest oh. turret. So. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it. I <laughs> nope. Do it. Thanks, but no thanks. Not That's enough awesome. nopes in the world. <laughs> nope. I mean, we're not, we're not talking Matterhorn height here, but still, what a view of the park. I and mean, that was one oh, of my first thoughts I bet was. That's so cool. <clears throat> Did they let you take any photos? I took, I took about 400 photos. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them can you share? Yeah. Um, Maybe two. Like none. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I was told that uh, the photos are, are for, you know, the purpose of the project and not to mm-hmm. be shared. I yeah. may have trickled a few out to, to Jason there just for, you know, proof. I do have that, a couple. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah, just a few. <laughs> just, um, for, just for proof <laughs> that uh, yeah, you're not fooling us like uh, the guy you thought was fooling you, man. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so two two uh, full nights, and when I say full nights, like ten thirty to about six thirty, um, and just up in that thing taking. I just have a massive notebook full of every measurement, and I triple checked everything. You know, I'm, hey, let's wow. go up one more time just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. definitely. So we're looking at this thing, and now this this lift is no, it's no joke. It's not like a cherry pick or anything. It's almost as wide as the uh, the 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 bridge or whatever across the thing, right? I mean, that's. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, we wow. you, there's just enough room for a person to just walk right by it. Yeah, you just eek by. And uh... and, and what was really cool is we had one on the other side as well. So we were tag team, and we're coming at it from both sides. And oh, that wow. one is, you know, between the between the castle and the carousel. Um, and we're trying to get some of those turrets that are way off to the side. So we're extending these things out to like breaking point, which is, that's fun in itself. <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, the wind picks up a little bit and you're swaying back several feet and trying not to knock pieces off of the castle. See, now, that would be the hard part for me. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a pretty precision when it comes to, you know, moving machinery, but you know, I can barely even parallel park. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's a photo in here and you, and you were telling me about it in your notes a little bit. Uh, where these arms and you're, they're, these people are moving you, just squeaking you right by these spires and the, the the buildings, and you're like, oh my god, are they gonna? Don't scratch the paint, like you just said. Don't knock a hole into this thing. But they knew what they were doing, right? Or knock the oh, flagpole man. off. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at the, a, a flagpole, the spire here, and the thing is, there's you know maybe four inches yeah. in between the arm and the and the top of the spire, but uh, they had no fear, huh? That's exactly why I picked that photo was to try to get that across. I, I got to tell you, I was n- more than a little bit nervous. These guys weren't breaking a sweat because they're super pro, but I'm, this to me is the icon of the entire Disney. It's not really Mickey to me th- because I spend huh. so much time thinking about the park. It is this castle. Yeah, that's a good point. That's so, true. That's amazing. But, you know, w- one thing that's funny when you get up there is, it looks perfect in every photo that you ever take. Like, go back and look at all your photos. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the castle looks like it the day, like day one. It looks perfect. Yeah. They take you a get lot up of pride. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get up there, and the thing has seen some years. Oh, really? Uh, you know, uh, 
parts of, you know, fireworks come down on it and burn pieces of the, the roofing and oh. there's cracks all over the place. And, and, and their joke was that the whole thing's being held together by, uh, termites holding hands, you know, one <laughs> gust of wind and the whole thing comes down. No. Actually, uh, looking at the pictures, I was just thinking, cause I need a new roof currently in my own home. Like, <laughs> do they replace that roof? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow. but, uh, you know, that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't spoil it. Um, you get up there, you're just, just in awe. And, uh, I think I mentioned that article. What's, you know, you take, you're, you're, you're busy working, you're focused, you mm-hmm. pages and pages and pages and you know, well, I knew I only had two nights to do this. I had to get this done. Okay. There was no coming back. So, but you're up there and you can't help but take a minute every now and then, because I think I mentioned that, you know, you hear Snow White kind of singing and it's because there's nothing else going on in the park there's no screaming on splash mountain there's no um whistle from the mark twain but you hear you know the gods talking over at the tiki room and you hear snow white and and some of the lights are still on which is fun the lights on the castle are not though which made it a little tough i saw that in one of your photos and i have to say like it, it kind of was like it had this weird eerie feeling to it like it was a real castle like in the dark ages like i don't yeah. know it's a very different well, feeling when it's not lit up in very soft lights and yeah. pink lights it's it doesn't look as um i don't want to say magical but um friendly yeah, yeah. no it, it looks yeah. unfriendly exactly yeah but you can you can tell it, it seems like the lighting is placed perfectly yes yeah <clears throat> it is and that was that was a lot of fun the second night we found somebody who could turn the lights on for us oh, and he turned them on for only about an hour and the difference it made in my productivity of course was tremendous because yeah. we were working off of like headlamps before that so uh-huh. <laughs> but but then it also shows you because you're looking down on it and you're looking to, you know down into every parapet and every nook and cranny you get to see how well they place those and the amount of electricity that runs through that. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. I bet. So they still had some show elements running throughout the parks. Like the, I would think that once the parks are closed, they wouldn't have the Snow White's Grotto sounds playing. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's any, any, I, I think anything moving, of course, is shut down, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But a lot of sounds were still going. And that was a lot of fun for me, yeah. even though apparently it, it drives those guys nuts to hear Snow White. Um, I guess the first <laughs> two weeks of it, you know, and she's going off every so many minutes would yeah. drive you crazy. I, I could agree with that. Oh, for but, sure. But to, but to hear the Tiki gods off, you know, halfway across the park, I could have listened to that all night. Um, and to have little pieces of, of the park, you know, still lit up was, was nice. And Main Street, of course, I don't – it just seems to be, you know, blasted all night long. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that'd be rad. So I had a quick question. When you were up in the boom, um, did you catch any any sites of any sort of Easter eggs that maybe regular park goers might not have ever see? That's a good question. You know, I had been analyzing so many photos of the castle that people online, you go to Flickr, you go to uh, Facebook and, and they post those. I've been looking at those for, I've been looking at that for years. I mean, mm-hmm. I started the cast on like 2004, 2005. So just about 10 years have I been staring at every little element of this. So there were very few surprises. Um, but I don't think I'm ever going to know everything there is to know about the parks and, and elements like the castle. So there were probably things that I missed that, you know, I still go back through those photos. I've been doing it throughout the year. 
just to remind myself that this this actually happened. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I'm picking up just little architectural elements, little things that I really like, and the way they kind of fool us that you know this this castle is is really kind of a shell. Um, they just did a great job, but I'm sure there are a ton of things. Even if if you guys looked at some of those photos, you'd pick up stuff that I hadn't even seen, and mm. that'll just continue to happen. Yeah, probably as you know, as long as we visit the park. That's well, true. Yeah, our, our very own Kanye here would probably notice everything <laughs> before I'm you, Kanye. Of course, <laughs> I already knew about it. I don't even need to look at pictures. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't even seen it before. I just heard about it and knew exactly how it would look. I made those Easter eggs. <laughs> uh, I cook them for breakfast. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, okay, so it's the end of the night. The second night, you're done. You have all your measurements uh, for the for the 60th overlay. You, your your time at Disneyland is winding down. How much do you cry? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. To me, I would be very, very sad about it. Uh, um, the fact that this happened and that I was one of, you know, I mean, there are so many fans out there, and I know there are other people doing the same thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I was ridiculously lucky. Um, yeah, right place, right so time kind of thing. If they had, if they had asked me to come in the park, put me in front of the castle for 30 minutes, and told me to visualize it in my mind and go home. <laughs> I would have been beyond stoked, but sure. two full nights. And then, of course, during, between those two nights, I uh, took advantage of my name being on the security list to be able to walk into the park and wander around and go through the backstage and, and ride out into the park oh. um, because they mentioned I could. And that, that oh, my wow. name would probably be on the list for another six to 12 months. So Really? Yeah. Do you have yeah. to show ID or can I just use your name? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we look alike, sort of, right? We're, we do. We both have yeah. arms and a head and stuff. <laughs> Good enough. Wow. So I had a. I, so has your experience, you know, being backstage and going back there? Because it sounds like it was obviously very magical for you. Um, has that changed or altered your like feeling when you're just now back a regular guy in the park? I do feel a little cocky when I walk in. I got a little strut now. Um, a little swagger. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. No, you should. Have you, ever, you know, it, I have that feeling like I go into the park and I'm standing in front of the castle. I want to, like, tap everybody on the shoulder who's standing next to me and go, you have you have no idea. Yeah. Like, if I could only tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. That seems natural. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to tell you, the, the only thing that ruined the magic just a little bit was the taco truck backstage. I didn't expect the taco truck. <laughs> oh. It was like Robert Tito's pulled in, and it was, you know, I'm out on uh, Catella next to the, you know, <laughs> Stop and Rob or something. Right. <laughs> A little downer. What, what, what were you were you expecting, like, to get into, you know, the Jolly Holiday Bakery and get, you know, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, I guess, bit? you know, there's, there's so many workers, and they just, uh, it's just, it makes sense because they can pull that truck wherever they want to. And oh, for sure. Great food, though. Really good food. <laughs> Recommended. Almost magical. Definitely yeah. Almost. do. Almost. Uh, well, Miles, you know, I, I appreciate it, man. I, you know, I saw your story uh, online. And I thought it was really fascinating uh, because it's it's not – it's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's very often at all that Disney will just pull people in, even just, uh, you know, Joe Schmo off the street, off the Internet, and be like, hey, you have a skill that we need. Let's do this thing right now. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a fascinating story. Yeah, I appreciate I, that, man. I, like I, I, 
I'm so excited. Even a year, it's been just over a year, and mm-hmm. for you guys to uh, to show an interest means a lot. Appreciate that. Of course, yeah, man. And uh, you know, next time you guys are at the park, check out Miles' work, man. He uh, he made sure that everything fit just perfectly. Gave Disney uh, their own set of blueprints. Yeah. I like that they gave you a souvenir. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I like yeah, that. so you'll find those on eBay shortly. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will start the bidding at two thousand dollars. Uh, all right, man, we'll let you go. Great to talk to you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye. All right, man. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice guy. Super happy. Super stoked. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell there's that love there. I yeah, I just love that entire story. I yeah. kind of fell in love with it. I had like a thousand questions. And he answered all of them, but like yeah. it's just like I can't. I feel like he lived everyone's dream. All you want is for Disney to call you and be like, "Hey, so I hear you're you're good at this thing. You want to come do something for you us? Do stuff for like, us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come 15 hours and uh, you know on your weekend and then go back and then work your. No- yeah, I don't know. That would be the hard part is to then just be like, oh, that's that's it. You yeah. know, it's it's interesting to me uh, as a 3D artist. We have a new technique called photogametry which is literally just taking photos of a singular object mm-hmm. uh, in a complete 360 view, and we can generate a 3D model that's exactly the same as what we take a photo of. Oh, really? Even mm. the precise? Everything. Really? Right? Down to the texture. Because normally when you when you 3D model, you have to paint the textures yourself. You have mm-hmm. to do all that by hand. Yeah. When you do the photogrammetry, it literally looks at every single node uh, around the entire surface that you take a photo of mm-hmm. and just generates a 3D model. Wow. Um. So all we would technically have to do in this scenario is take a drone and circle it around the building. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> so it's it's interesting that Disney wanted, uh, I guess, more of like an old school, like hands-on method mm-hmm. to build that, you know, that castle. Because uh, photogametry, I can tell you, the the results that come out of it, it's it's perfect. Flawless. Really? Wow. Um, it's makes beautiful artwork. And 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 that was kind of part of the reason why I wanted to talk to Miles because. It it seems to me like they could have just brought somebody, either with that te- technique or, yeah. or, or, I mean, it's L.A. There's tons right. of people right. down there. Oh, yeah. But I feel like since Miles had already had 60 to 80 percent of the shell done anyways, I yeah. guess they could, yeah. you know, pay him for two nights of work and, you know, versus. It'd be interesting to see how much of his existing work he actually used into creating the, uh, mm-hmm. the castle that was more, I guess, 100 percent accurate. Because sometimes when you work off of straight blueprints and you already have stuff done. It's it's sometimes harder to actually manipulate that already like I guess existing model into something that's more precise versus just starting from the ground up mm-hmm. um, and working um, off of the base of the blueprints because I mean we use blueprints in 3D modeling uh, every week I mean I yeah. I have blueprints for uh, almost every type of vehicle and building you can imagine <laughs> uh, so it's you know uh, it's interesting I guess uh, what they did with them yeah I, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool man yeah. And uh, I'm glad it was a super Disney nerd fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, and I like to think. I'm and glad I'm it sh- wasn't Yeezus over here. Right. Who was just like, I mean, I like Disney, but what I'll just. I'm gonna let you here. finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, but hold on, hold on. Um, no, I like to think, and I'm sure this really didn't have anything to do with it, but I like to think that Disney chose him partially because they they realized that he is. I was a, gonna a say the same Disney thing. fan. Yeah, he had the passion because he already yeah. had a lot of the park structures done, anyways, right? Yeah. yeah. That happens a lot in the art industry, though, in general. Oh, like, really? I, I noticed that a lot of people who put their artwork out there that are a huge fan of any one particular branch, mm-hmm. um, you get noticed by companies. Uh, hmm. I've seen a lot of people get picked up 
especially related to Disney art and Disney sketches or oh, that's cool. Star Wars related fan art and stuff like that. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much publicity that kind of stuff gets. I w- yeah, I would because that uh, this is the first time I've really ever heard about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, in continuing on with the show. Yes. We have uh, Beverly's uh, first segment oh God. as an oh official God. Ears Up staff member, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're going off uh, the the uh, Main Street uh, windows. Yes, we are. And Beverly, this is Be- now. If you guys remember, Terrence and Beverly teamed up for Celebration Florida. Teverly, if, if you correctly. will. Teverly, yeah. Teverly. I won't. I like Barrons. <laughs> okay, Barrons. Yeah, here. Team Barrons. <laughs> Um, but this is your first time on your own. This How, is my first time. Are alone. you going to fly, little sparrow, or are you going to hit the window and fall? Well, she's got three pages of notes, maybe Uh-oh. four, and I'm impressed with it so far. <laughs> and they're color coordinated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cray. Okay, um, so whose window are you I'm talking nervous, about? I'm nervous, but I will. This is either going to be great or you're going to be real bored. But mm. it's going to be short regardless. There you go. <laughs> I am going to talk to you about Harriet Burns, who is sometimes referred to as the first lady of Imagineering. Ooh, okay. Uh, she was born in San Antonio, Texas, in the year 1929. Um, and I found this really fascinating. She earned her bachelor's degree from the Southern Methodist University in Dallas, and then after that took another year and studied advanced design. And the reason I found this fascinating is because, according to the National Center for Educational Statistics, <laughs> less than 3% of the entire population of women went to college in wow. the in the 40s. Oh, wow. And so she not well only got her grad, she has a that, and then like, went and did more. She was like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. she got some props from me for that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, she um, eventually ended up moving to Los Angeles with her husband and her child. And she worked for a company called... Uh, Dice, I should have made my font larger. Dice Display Industries. Um, and while there, she worked on props and set design and did some uh, some set designs for some Las Vegas shows, including one called The Dunes. Is that like a thing? Do you know what that is? Uh, it's a casino. Yeah, oh. the Dunes and Yeah, it was, oh. it was like one of those old classic mob run. Yeah, The Dunes and The Sands were like two of the biggest ones. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. she, uh, in the 60s, right? she did yeah. set yeah. designs and floor shows for that. Cool. So that's a thing. <laughs> she also. I don't think it's a thing anymore. No, no it was a thing. And then it, and then it got exploded. It was yeah. a big thing. It's yeah. underneath or, like the freaking mirage. Or <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, she also worked at this place called Santa's Village, which was a theme park. Oh, that eventually wow. closed down because I've heard of it. Apparently, you can't have a Santa themed theme park all year. No. <laughs> who who would have thought? I wonder if they lost money. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying I wouldn't go to that place in December. <laughs> uh, but when that closed, she was encouraged by an empl- uh, a co-worker to apply at Disney. Mm. She was the first ever woman hired by the Disney Corporation in a non-secretarial capacity, oh, which wow. I found very interesting. What year was that, do you know? Uh, that was in 1955. Okay. She began working there as a prop uh, designer and uh, painter. Um, and what caused her to stand out most, and this is this is funny, talks mm-hmm. about the time, uh, was not necessarily her work and how awesome it was, but it was the fact that she wore dresses every day. Her appearance stood out uh-huh. uh, because she would wear a skirt and while she was working with hardware, like tools and a sander and <laughs> like a <laughs> yeah. drill. That would make anybody and I, stand I out. This, yeah, I think so too. That's <laughs> I found pretty this amazing. fun quote from her. And, yeah. uh, I wore color-coordinated dresses, high heels, and gloves to work. Girls didn't wear slacks back then, although I carried a pair in a little sack just in case I had to climb into high places. 
She was a lady. She was a lady, and she is smart. She is smart and a lady. You ain't seeing nothing. (laughs) Nowadays, people are like, yeah, I wear yoga pants and Crocs. I don't care. Yes. (laughs) I love yoga pants. (laughs) And Crocs. I don't love... Shut up. Okay. Uh, So while working as a prop and set painter, she uh, was seated next to an employee named... And I'm going to butcher this name. Fred Jorger? Okay. Joger? Sure. Sure. Uh, he was a model builder for WED Enterprise, which later became Imagineering, mm-hmm. as we all know. Um, so he was working on prototypes and models for Disney for the theme park. And in addition to her set building and designing, she began working with him and eventually became one of the first three, first ever three Imagineers. Oh, wow. Nice. Which was Rathel, Wathel, W-A-T-H-E-L, Wathel uh-huh. Rogers. Love it. Fred Joger. And Harriet Burns. Wow. Very exciting. Wow. Uh, She contributed to the development of Imagineering by creating miniature models of actual theme park attractions. And I have a quote quote directly from Walt Disney that says, uh, a model may cost $5,000, but it's sure less expensive than a $50,000 to fix the real thing. Hmm. So Hmm. she helped create models so that he could actually look at them in real like in real, in real time, time. Oh, okay, yeah. right, and actually see like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. Or then, Rather than having them build, build the whole thing and sense. be like, yeah. I don't I like don't, that. Oh, so like, like prototype models. Exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly yeah. Which I think models, actually yeah. ties in very nicely to the conversation that we just had. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. I wonder if some of these were probably featured on the Walt Disney uh, TV shows. Um, they were. He would absolutely. They were. And she actually. That's later on in my notes, but it's fine. We can we can skip ahead a little. She would actually join him on those shows a lot and uh, talk to him about what she had designed. So she oh, wow. actually worked on so many things that I, ha- I mean, it's kind of a shame. I had no idea who this woman was, but so well, she, that's the point of the, of the segment, right? Because exact, nobody, no, not, no I shouldn't say nobody, but uh, most people don't. And it's I think a, it's, I think it's really cool. It's just a name on a window. For most exactly. People. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if, if that exactly, yeah, who looks at, who looks at the who windows? Looks at the window? I like the windows. <laughs> of course you do. I sometimes do, but most of the time, honestly, I forget. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Anthony, do you know about the windows? I have no clue what you guys are He's talking like about. He's Kanye. 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 All about Kanye. I ain't got time yeah. You know that. what? I saw a picture of Kanye West asleep at Disneyland, so yeah. oh, who, has, done. who has time for windows? You look through windows on the other side. I'm already in the outside. <laughs> Why would I want to look I'm in? I'm on both <laughs> sides of the window. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so as you walk down Main Street, uh, uh, there's windows uh, uh, on the, like the second floor, the facades, and they're like dedicated like windows in, in buildings okay. to like Elias. I know what a window is. And, uh, Too important. <laughs> <laughs> it's glass. I'm not gonna know through. this, but yeah, okay, he knows. All right. <laughs> but uh, so again, with tying into our previous conversation, one of her first assignments ever was to cl- to craft an exact model of the Sleeping Beauty castle. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, she also worked on the Matterhorn bobsleds mm-hmm. and created a one one hundredth scale replica of the Matterhorn ride. Nice, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, wow. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, her contribute contributions also included being something called a figure finisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So she added skin and feather, not skin. Yeah, yeah. No, no skin. No skin. Yeah, it's yeah. in my notes. I was like, latex. Thought I was making stuff up. And the clothes. No, no. She actually like stuff. cut it off of her arm and like slap. You know. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> she was she was in it to win it. Yeah. No, but skin and feathers and makeup and hair and whatever to to unfinished things. Mm-hmm. Um, she personally designed and painted set pieces for the underwater figurines in the now extinct submarine voyage ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This this sounds so tedious. Listen, uh-huh. she applied individual feathers 
to the animatronic birds in the Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, man. So she feathered those birds. And then is later quoted as saying it was one of the most challenging processes that she ever took part in. Yeah. When they would breathe out, it was fine. When they came back in, they scrunched up and looked like they had mites. Huh. (laughs) Oh, with the birds? The birds, yeah. So I guess I've never noticed them, but they breathe, apparently. I've noticed. So when they breathe out, it makes sense. Like, they expand. When you breathe in, they got all sprinkly and, like, they, they looked all mangy. Yeah. She fixed that. She also created the birds for uh, Mary Poppins for the movie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, she helped with models in New Orleans Square. She built an exact replica of Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean, oh. which I assume was the, wasn't Walt. We talked about this. Forgive me for not really remembering, That's but okay. was Walt sick during the creating of that? Like he wasn't able he to ever died, write it? He died before it was actually created in the park, but he was able to go through the scales and look through the scale models. Okay. Yeah. So So I'm sure she was a huge part of that. Yeah. Uh, So outside of her work with Disneyland, there was also, and I didn't know this either, fascinating. Uh, There was a team of Disney employees who worked in the 1964 New York World's Fair. Mm -hmm. Remember that? You know that? Uh, So she helped. I don't remember it, no, but (laughs) I'm aware You're real old. That's where um, Small World. I, I didn't know that. Were you telling me? Were you just going to say that? Yeah. I was. Sorry, it's okay. Bad. No, you're, you're not stealing my thunder. I'm just, All it's right. exciting. Yeah. Uh, great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, she helped create. Yep. Okay. And also the Carousel of Progress. Ah. She retired from Walt Disney Imagineering in 1986. 31 years she worked wow. there. Wow. Yeah. She was honored in 1992 with a window. Uh, and it has a commemorative plaque that reads, Artisan's Loft, Handmade Miniatures by Harriet Burns. She's the first woman in woman in Disney history to ever receive this honor. Uh, she was also designated a Disney legend by the Walt Disney Company in 2000. Absolutely. Because it says she was designated because who's imagining, who's imagine, I can't read. I'm going to sound it out. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I'm nervous. Whose imagination, talents, and dreams have helped create Disney magic. The window on Main Street is not the only contribution to her, to her at the Disneyland Resort. On Buena Vista Avenue Street, Buena Vista Street, I'm special. <laughs> You're doing great. I'm You're doing so fine. Special. Don't stop. Don't You're worry. About it. Come on. It's okay. Don't on worry about uh, Buena Vista Street in Disneyland, California, there's a recreation of her Big Rock Candy Mountain in the window of the candy shop trolley oh. tree. Oh, okay, okay. I've never seen this. Yeah, I've I, seen it. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So it's a recreation. So uh, did it's she... a candy mountain, so yeah. I need to see it. Right. Did she? <laughs> Build that originally, or what's the... Well, see, I, I, and I thought about that. I looked yeah. back in my notes, and it doesn't say anything about that, but it says okay. very clearly in this note that yeah. it's a recreation of her Big Rock Candy Mountain, candy mountain model. So I'm assuming huh. she modeled it. At some point. She, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, she passed away in 2008 due to complications to heart surgery. Oh. The end. Where is her window? Do you happen to know, like... I do not know where okay, her window is. Okay, that's fine. Is. That's fine. We will figure it out. And um, by the time the show posts, we'll have a photo of it. Yes, so, please. Um, we'll, we'll I don't it. actually remember even seeing where her window was when I was reading on her. I'm sure it's there, but I don't recall. Maybe Terrence will look it up. And that would right be now. great. Say it's in some place in Utah or something. No, no. <laughs> it's on the border of California and Oregon. <laughs> I'm going to let Terrence right. find it. I already know where it is. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, well, because you, you <laughs> melted the sand to make the glass. Obviously, with my eyes. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. Another long show. Weird. We never do that. I know. 
Well, not much Disney news here, and then we'll uh, we'll take off. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, sometime last year, we reported a story about a guy in Texas who uh, was defrauding people in a fake Disneyland scheme, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, he was in Plano, Texas. It's Texas. Um, and uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he, so here's an update for it. A, a Plano man who swindled investors with a fake story about a Disney theme park coming to North Texas was sentenced Tuesday to 17 and a half years in federal prison. Thomas Lucas Jr., 35. By the way, look at him. He looks like meatloaf. He doesn't look like 35-year-old 30, man. And he's carrying an oxygen tank, which I, I have a feeling is a ploy. That dude is not and, 35. And that suit is so not properly. His thumb is almost hiding in it. Doesn't he look like meatloaf? He does. I would do anything for money. Uh, he was convicted by a jury in February of seven federal counts of wire fraud and one count of lying to the FBI, which I imagine is a federal crime. Lucas claimed a Disney source tipped him off about the theme park, and he used the hoax to get people to invest in land, which garnered him large commissions. Uh, judge says uh, his actions caused a lot of damage to a lot of people, and then the judge doled out a punishment that was at the very top of the sentencing guideline range. Wow. He also ordered Lucas to pay eight point four million dollars in restitution i see no remorse whatsoever the judge said lucas wow. read a brief statement in which he said he was heartbroken and ashamed about how his actions hurt those that he loves his defense attorney uh, sought a new trial on monday saying newly discovered evidence appeared to implicate her client's recently deceased uncle other evidence cast doubt on the credibility of one of the government witnesses she said uh, the judge will rule on that motion on a later date Federal prosecutors said Lucas profited from his lie about a Frontier Disney DFW theme park that was to be built near Salina in Texas. He forged official-looking Disney letters and altered maps and photographs that he claimed were given to him by his secret Disney source. He's a liar. Totally his, believable, right? His, Do you guys think he did this because his last name was Lucas? Like, like people might believe him more? Terrence I don't understand. <laughs> Disney owns oh. Lucas. Yeah, no. I oh. see where she was going with that. Um, no, because this it, it went down <laughs> like a year or two ago. Oh. So before they bought it. But that's I didn't I didn't get the connection. Hmm. Uh, his scheme defrauded about 280 investors out of about $20 million from 2006 to 2010. He earned more than 448,000 in sales commissions and fees on the land deals. Uh, yeah. He's a jerk. He's a super jerk. <laughs> So, L.A., a Disneyland, Florida, Disney World, Shanghai, Paris. And Texas. Texas. And Texas. Texas. And Texas. Makes it, sense, right? And, whoa, Texas is awesome. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense for a Disney park. I'm going to tell that to people who live in Austin. Austin's cool. Okay, Everything else city. is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah but it's in the biggest in state Texas, and it's... <laughs> Hot. It's not the biggest. You ever been to Texas? Oh, Alaska's Alaska's uh, yeah. Texas is nice. Austin Texas. is rad. I oh, like Austin. I, I San Antonio is yeah. pretty nice too. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's hot. Um, it is hot. Hot in Sacramento. So Disney World uh, wants you to start tweeting your complaints to them. Oh jeez. You know, in Disneyland, you can go to the city hall. And you write out your little complaint card. But Disney World wants you to start using Twitter. With nearly 42 square miles of rides and attractions, Walt Disney World can be quite overwhelming for many guests. After successfully using Twitter to assist guests at Disneyland for a number of years, which I didn't know about, guest yeah. services at Walt Disney World recently launched a new Twitter account. 
designed to help assist guests with questions, basic information, and any other issues that might arise while they're at the Vacation Kingdom of the World. And apparently that Twitter is at WDW Today. Uh, the new Twitter account is in addition to the others that tweet hours, history, trivia, and other items. While those are more focused on keeping fans engaged while they're on vacation or at home, the new one is specifically designed as a point of contact between vacationing guests and guest relations. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was neat. Uh, this is a pretty cool one. Disney and Marvel want no part of Times Square mess. <laughs> oh. So I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but uh, over the years there's been a lot of assaults and fights concerning people in Times Square, and I think even to a certain extent in Hollywood, uh, the, you know, those folks who oh, dress yeah, up the in, the, in, the, oh, in the costumes, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then okay. want you to take photos with them, but right. then... You know, charge you, but don't yeah. really charge you. It's a whole thing. You have to tip them or they get real mad. It sounds yeah. like cosplayers. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. You should start. Cosplayers well. will literally start demanding tips now at conventions. Really? No really? joke. Yep. Wow. That's See, if you're cool. demanding a tip, then you've done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, Yeah, if you get one for free, that's what a tip is. It's because you've done a good job. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Battle of City Council Super Egos. This is a very opinionated piece. It's from uh, the New York Post. A Battle of City Council Super Egos has stymied legislation that would allow corporate giants like Disney, Marvel, and DC Comics to battle the phony superheroes and characters in Times Square. Nice. The bill, which would require the horde of Spider-Man, Mickey's and Minnie's, and other costume panhandlers to undergo background checks and carry identification was introduced back in September by Councilman Andy King, Democrat, Bronx. But it has languished in the Consumer Affairs Committee because Midtown Councilman Dan Gorodnik and Corey Johnson are miffed that uh, the person whoever uh, put the bill out, King, uh, encroached on their territory. I don't know what that means. Um, reached Thursday, King was clearly frustrated. Quote, if we did something earlier, we probably wouldn't have had the challenges we have with the topless women out there today. And there's there's... Two topless women playing guitar. It's a whole uh, Times Square is w- a weird yeah. place. I've been to Times Square. I, I don't go to Times Square now. The naked cowboy and all. Yeah. That. yeah. Uh, we have to leave the politics at the door and be responsible thinkers and make real decisions. I will say my bill is out is about identifying individuals who stand any place in the city of New York. It's not just about Forty Second Street. Um, Here's a good quote. Uh, Police Commissioner Bill Bratton on Thursday specifically singled out Disney and Marvel for not going after the Times Square menaces. And I'm only reading this story because I've often wondered why, like, D.C. won't stop the Superman in, um, in uh, you know, in Hollywood, the one that had the that documentary Chinese about it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, yes, thank you, in front of the Chinese theater. Um, because D.C. needs all the publicity it can get. Well, well, so this is, and this, this plays to a, a lot of that too, but this is specifically why Disney doesn't, you know, help out with these weird things. He says, quote, they don't want to take it on. We've had these conversations with Walt Disney, with Marvel, and the rest of them. Uh, but a rep for Disney said his hands are tied by the stalled legislation because the company cannot go after unlicensed usage when it doesn't know the names of the perpetrators. Mm. Quote, we have been for years working with previous and current administrations as well as the city council trying to get legislation passed that would require registration and identification of these costumed characters, said a Disney spokeswoman. So they just don't know who the person is. Oh, yeah, they have a mask on, so... Well, yeah, and they don't have ID. Like, if they get arrested, they go, well, I'm not going to tell you my name. I don't know right. if it's Bruce Wayne or not. You would never know. Exactly. Well, you ask to talk to their dad, and if they go, yeah, let me call him, oh. guess what? Oh. Oh. Too, Too soon. soon. Too soon. Too soon. He was a great man. 
All right. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so part of the, the, the benefit of doing a Disney show is uh, now I get to report uh, and, and having the Muppets come back to TV starting like late this month yep. is now I finally get to report on Muppets things. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Don't shake your head at me. Dad. I didn't know anything about this. You didn't? Like September no. 22nd Gosh. or something like that comes back on. September 22nd? I don't have yeah. cable. ABC? I don't yeah. know what's happening. I don't have cable either. Neither do I, but I have the internet. Come it's on. It's going to be great. What's the internet? It's not around anymore. Kanye West doesn't need internet. <laughs> I am the internet. Uh, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but Miss Piggy and Kermit broke up. Yeah, yeah I'm really about upset that. about it. I can't. I can barely handle it. I know. It's, I, it's of very clear. You can't, but good news. Kermit has found a new girlfriend. A new no, pig, though, right? Gonna... He likes them big. That's like if <laughs> he likes them chunky. He likes if Santa got a girlfriend. He likes them porky. Like, it's yeah. not cool. Who got a girlfriend? No, it just said it's, it's like Santa got a girlfriend. It's oh. like a couple that you just know is going to be uh, together forever. Do I still get gifts? <laughs> do I get twice as many Go now? Go for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, Mrs. Claus, I want to Oh, Kanye. Apparently, it isn't easy being single because Kermit the Frog has wasted no time in moving on from Miss Piggy after their breakup last month. Rumor has it that Kermit's been seeing an ABC marketing executive named Denise sure. and even calling her... His girlfriend. And here's photos of oh, Denise. Denise. She's very pretty. Awful. She looks like a hussy. She's yeah, a lot younger. I hate Denise. Meanwhile, well, Kermit Piggy. and Miss Piggy still have to work together on ABC's The Muppets. If things weren't already icy between the two, I love how this is. It's blogs.disney, so it's from the Disney, but it's just, I love that it's written like it's super normal or like any sort <laughs> of TMZ article. Yeah. Um, if things weren't already icy between the two, we can only imagine how tense they'll be now. In fact, we bet Miss Piggy's taking the news something like this, and there's a lot of really clever gifts of Miss Piggy eating. Well, they got a divorce then because they were married. They weren't really married. I don't um, think that they were married. Yeah, they were. At the end of Muppets Take Manhattan, the final thing oh, in the then movie, maybe they got a divorce. They got they got married. Maybe they're just on a break. I don't know. Oh, they're, they're separated. Maybe they hate somebody else. Even so, more reason he shouldn't be dating Denise. Uh, and I hate her eyes. <laughs> wow. There's even a there's even a uh, so if you look Sorry. on our Facebook page, uh, I posted it today, but by the time you hear this on uh, the podcast, it'll be gone. But there's like a poll. The so Disney's doing a poll. Like should should Kermit take some time apart, or should he get back together with? I guarantee oh, all funny. the men are gonna be like, go Denise, and all the women are gonna be like, I hate Denise. Yeah, they just so he. You think men are going to vote? Here's the press. <laughs> no. Not a single man. <laughs> Here's the press release from Kermit, okay? Uh, after careful, thoughtful, uh, after careful thought, thoughtful consideration, and considerable squabbling, Miss Piggy and I made the difficult decision to terminate our romantic relationship. We will continue to work together on television and in all media now known or hereafter devised in perpetuity throughout the universe. However, our personal lives are now distinct and separate, and we will be seeing other people, pigs, frogs, at all. This is our only comment on this private matter. Thank you for your understanding. <laughs> and that's on that's on Facebook. It's like a press release. They got that's right. It is exactly. They what got fifty one thousand yeah. likes, ten almost eleven thousand comments, and shared fifty two thousand times. Oh, I'm going right. to share that in so a minute. No, no offense, and I know that we make light of it, but this is. Way Terribly too, upsetting. It's way too close to reality. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there needs to be something in life that's still a happily ever after. Well, and not even not even the Muppets that's is a happily ever after. No, but and, and that's why. Well, that's why I wanted to to report on it, right? Because <sighs> because it's how do you breathe fresh life into the Muppets? 
put is you have to shake it up. Dramatize it. I don't know. They're shaking it up, but then they're gonna get back together. Kermit's gonna date a Kardashian, and well, because I mean, honestly, I think that it was gonna be. I think it was gonna be a little too much of the same. Okay, here's Kermit and Miss Piggy, and they're doing their same old thing. But at least this way, there's a little bit more. I think it might be realism to it. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit different. Like, because, like, what they did with, like, Frozen and, like, Elsa being all, like, independent and stuff, Mm -hmm. they might try to do that with Miss Piggy. You know, like, give Mm -hmm. her a little bit of independence and, like, her own identity as a solo character rather than Kermit's girlfriend, essentially. You know, they could try to take that spin. That's true. I still feel like it's a little bit too close to home for most people. Like, if if you're gearing this towards kids and you look at the divorce rate today, I think it's a little bit too close to home. I would like to have. At least one thing, one part of entertainment like that where it's still the happily wholesome. Yeah, it's the happily ever after kind of thing. I don't think you, I don't think that's the way you need to shake it up. Hmm. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I want, it depends on the demographic of the Muppets. Is it well, really for eight to ten year olds, or, or is, is it, it for people us? like us now who grew up on the Muppets? Possibly. Well, I have to agree with you, Terrence, because that was my first reaction. I was like, "Wow, is nothing sacred?" Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> but... horrible. I mean, I still feel that way. I'm actually still very upset about it. but <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so over on Eater.com, um, which is a food blog website or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they have a whole thing dedicated to Disney World. It's Eater.com slash Disney. And apparently they just went through uh, every restaurant in Disney World and rated it and commented on it. And nice. so it's a whole subsection of their website. Uh, they have drinks. Uh, anyway, so it's the Eater Guide to Surviving Disney World. Uh, they say eventually everyone ends up at Disney World. You might as well eat while you're there. Here now, Eater's comprehensive overview of everything worth eating, drinking, and doing across all four parks, 39 hotels, 449 restaurants, and 27,258 acres of Central Florida's most magical kingdom. And so there's, there's uh, sections like uh, the State of Disney Dining. The Baller Guide to Disney World. I don't even know what that means. The 38 Essential Baller. Disney Dishes and Restaurants. Uh, the Closest Alcoholic Drink to Every Ride at Disney World. Wow. That's a, You're going to need to <laughs> That just happened. I don't think it did. Uh, so here's what I want to click on. Seven Worth It Disney World Restaurants Where the Food Doesn't Matter. <laughs> uh, and they say, who needs decent mole when you have a giant Mayan pyramid? <laughs> Hmm. Uh, If you want to do Disney World right, the most important personal quality you can cultivate is credulity. To enjoy being there, you have really you you have to really get in the spirit of endeavor. Yes, it's a constructed environment. The castle is made of fiberglass, and you're in the middle of a swamp. But that's really not the point. Rather than being a cynic, revel in the insane amount of effort that's being put into the project of making you feel like you're somewhere else. I, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. So one of those places is the San Angel Inn in the Mexico Pavilion, Epcot. Possibly the best example of a themed restaurant design in all of Disney World, San Angel, maybe, Angel. I imagine, uh, brings diners to a dark, romantic waterfront ne- restaurant next to a giant Mayan pyramid. Boats filled with riders uh, on the nearby Grand Fiesta Tour float by quietly. If you squint just a little, it feels exactly like you're outside under the stars in a small Mexico t- Mexican town. Let the cast members know you're having a special occasion, and they'll seat you by the water for one of the most memorable, surreal dinners you can find anywhere. Too bad the food is not consistently good. <laughs> <laughs> but look at that. That is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. that is The mole pretty. is generally safe, but don't expect it to beat the Mexican place at your local mall, which, I'm sorry, you eat at the mall? 
Maybe. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking for a decent <laughs> culinary experience in the Mexican Pavilion, head across to La Cava de Del Tequila, which how tall is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a less themed but much better spot. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, honestly, it kind of looks like Club Thirty Three in there. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. The, gorgeous. the chairs are fancy, and uh, I want to three D model it. It looks awesome. <laughs> I think you should three D model it. All right, fine, I will. Um, yeah. Be our guest. There's a place called. Oh be yeah, our Gu- that's like the big one. We can't is get it? a reservation there. The rest, that's the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Thing? Yeah, it's French inspired food. Is not all that great, <laughs> especially when you could hop a monorail across the resort to the France Pavilion in Epcot. Mm-hmm. What is outstanding is the decor. Uh, so there's also the Liberty Tree Tavern, which I want to go to because it has the word tavern in it, and it's Liberty Square and oh, whatever. I but, haven't even heard of that one. Uh, oh, that looks fun. That's the Land Pavilion. It's colorful. <laughs> I <laughs> like, like colors. like there's dancing or Zumba. Or uh, that's the Garden Grill. Have you ever wanted to eat food grown inside a theme park? No. <laughs> this is your chance. <laughs> Not so much. Before you sit down to dinner, make sure to ride Living with the Land, an entertainment, lightly educational ride that walks you through sustainable and futuristic agriculture methods. Seriously, it's just about the coolest thing on the future world side of Epcot. After that, head up. Did someone just shoot themselves? I what did. was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, on a coral reef restaurant. Uh, but the, so the sci-fi dining theater, Terrence. We're actually going to we're that. We're going to this we one. We have a reservation for that somewhere. That looks so amazing, dude. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so this is what they say about the sci-fi dining theater. Turns out we're going to recommend something terrible, at least as far as the food is concerned. Oh, bummer. If you're a sci-fi freak uh, or a film nerd, you have to go to the sci-fi dining theater. After a brief walk down a soundstage hallway, guests emerge into a starlit night at the drive-in movie theater where tables are cars. And the big screen in front of the room plays a loop of classic sci-fi trailers and clips. If you're a Rocketeer fan, you can find the helmet and backpack from the movie hiding huh. amongst the many Aww. props. No one's a no, Rocketeer I fan. I, like, I like the Rocketeer. Like flop of all oh, time. Terrible. Are you serious? I thought it was a big movie. Well, and the Rocketeer just grew up to be a, a, a murderous DA in the killing. Is that Spoiler alert! <laughs> What's that, that? Movie is, is that horrible. one beyond my time? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, it was a little 90s? early for you. Yeah, early 90s Disney movie. How old is Kanye? Kanye's <laughs> only 25. 38. In <laughs> Kanye years, which is like... <laughs> Let's put it this way. I helped million. God made the mountains. <laughs> yes. I taught him. I've been alive before <laughs> there was thought. When God was creating <laughs> Earth, he said, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce made a better world. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. It says, be warned. The food is genuinely awful. Frozen microwaved hamburgers would be a step up. Oh, no. So just don't yeah. eat it. Make a late night, uh, late evening reservation for dessert, Taryn. Or oh, duck, I wish we had those options. Or duck in and out of the mid-afternoon sun for a light snack. Either way, grab a cocktail. There's an Oreo shake blended with chocolate liqueur. Yes. Don, I've had one of those. Like how, is, how can that be bad? No, I've had one, and it's great. You had me at Oreo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is A. That's where we had you. Yeah. So, like, you just get a milkshake and french fries, and that's a good meal. <laughs> still order, like, food. I mean, you know, it's one person's opinion. You know, oh, my God, Taryn. <laughs> what? The 50s Primetime Cafe is the single best restaurant at Disney World. Book it. Book it. <laughs> I did already. Did you really? The prime t- That's the one that we were just talking about, right? No, it's different. It's called the 50s Primetime Cafe, not the sci-fi thing. Those are different. They're very di- they're different uh, words entirely. But it's like the same era. I don't... Okay. I'll look it up. If you want to eat the best food at Disney World, you should go to Monsieur Paul, the opulent bistro in the France Pavilion at Epcot. For the best gimmick, uh, whatever... 
50s primetime cafe, an unassuming throwback spot tucked in a back corner of Hollywood Studios, might not hold the number one spot on any list, but what makes it truly remarkable is that it's the top five for all of them, for all of these lists or whatever. 50s Primetime Cafe manages to nail everything at once. Whatever. I'm not going to sit here and read all these reviews, but check it out. Eater.com slash Disney. Uh, pretty fascinating. What? I was searching it on was the, the website, it's and the it was very, literally the first it's one It's the there. first one there, and she was typing in 50s, and I was like, bro, it's, it's right there. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, we're going to do the fact of the show and then get out of here. Oh, I didn't ask Miles the, the questions. Oh, well, it's whatever. Okay. Um, so the fact of the show. So we had talked about uh, um, a little bit uh, in a previous show about the little man of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys remember that, where it was uh, you know based on a book. Um, and as is, what? What's happening? Just a chat. It was funny. Uh, you guys Sorry. should not be allowed on the... It's good. We're I know, but it's all distracting to me when I hear all this laughing and snickering in the background for the whole show. It's very I'm not distracting on the chat, Jason. Me. All right. Thank you, Anthony. I'm, I'm going to talk to you right, because cool. you clearly understand. I do. So, the Little Man of Disneyland. Anyway, we talked about him before, and uh, recently for D23, um, Disneyland brought him back mm-hmm. to, to the thing. Uh, and we kind of released the first images of this and the whole video. But uh, if you want to go find... Uh, Patrick Baroga, he's uh, now located underneath the uh, sign, the tree that holds the sign for Indiana Jones. Kind of cool, right? Uh, the lore is he was in the parks and uh, they had to fill his home in with cement or something like that, and he's no longer in the parks. Like he was, he was there before. But uh, here's the word that we're getting from our secret sources, and and this is kind of makes sense from stuff we put together. He was never really in the parks to begin with. This is the oh, first time. What? Yes, this is the first time the little man of Disneyland has ever been inside of Disneyland. And here's the thinking behind it. So at the time, um, see, I, and this is all on the on the website. If you guys want to go and, and read the blog post about it, I won't go over it in too much detail. Um, but uh, let's see. Bill Evans, we talked about him a little bit. He was the director of landscaping at Disneyland, and he planned the park out for the better part 50 years. He figured out a way to move trees around the park and to bring trees into Adventureland. And one of the ways he did that, he would drill a hole in the base of the tree mm-hmm. and insert a metal rod into it, then lift it up with a crane, right. pull it out of the earth. Right. And then when, they, uh, when the trees were repositioned, they would fill that hole in with concrete. So you can kind of already just hear someone asking a, a tour guide, "Oh, what's the hole in the you know in the right. thing for? Why is it concrete? Oh, that was the Little Man of Disneyland. That was his home." And then um, oh, you wow. see, and then that's kind of I think how a myth is born. But uh, we've had confirmation from uh, someone pretty high up actually in uh, in Disney uh, who agrees with us wow. that this is not the case. So whenever you go and see Patrick Baroga, and there's his little you guys can see the his new home now. Um, he was never there. He's that's his first the first time being there. So that's a myth. Huh. Another one, just like the real skeletons that uh, we can officially bust. Nice. I still believe in the real skeletons. Well, they're you they're should. there. They're there. Yeah. Oh, really? Because people were saying that they're not really there. Oh, oh well. Yeah, but thanks for reading the blog. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye right. doesn't have time for it. Kanye doesn't have. T- Kanye's busy sleeping and frozen. 
or whatever it is. Yeah. It was uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> was it? No, I think it was frozen. It was the frozen one. Oh, it was. Okay. Do you really think frozen Kanye pizza. needs to go see Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln? Look, he's just taking notes for 2020. Hey, I'm gonna let it's you true. finish. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was the best president of all time. All right. Kanye <laughs> is Mr. Lincoln. Time. Yeah, well, he killed vampires. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, we'll see you in the parks.